Today's Your Stories is brought to you by Jackbox Games. Get five hilarious party games in the Jackbox Party Pack from the creators of You Don't Know Jack. Now on Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Steam, and more. Go to jackboxgames.com for more info. Thanks, Jackbox. to another Nerdalogs presents our stories. It's like your stories, but instead of there being like 30 people here, there's three. But they're like three pretty cool people. Well, I'm one of them, so I don't want to say I'm cool. But uh, the other two people I'm looking at are pretty cool, and they are... Joe Gennaro. Yes. And Joe Gennaro. Oh, no. Which well, one is which? Paradise. I'm the shoot real one. Shoot him. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, no. I'm the one with the mustache and beard. I'm going to look like the evil one. <laughs> I'm also the one with the mustache and beard. Shoot him! No, don't shoot me! I'm and, uh, Kevin Reader! Oh, it's Kevin Reader! I'm so confused. I don't know who's telling the truth. Anyway, uh, so the reason that we're doing an art stories with these guys is they have just launched a new Kickstarter game uh, following up on the massive success that is Fisticuffs, which we're, we all are super proud of, called Competition Kitchen. And what is Competition Kitchen? Competition Kitchen is a party game for people who like food. Uh, it, it is meant to emulate a cooking competition show. So like Master Chef or Chopped or Iron Chef. Uh, you sit around the table with your friends. Uh, everybody is a chef at their own station gathering ingredients, uh, using items from the pantry, and trying to incorporate the secret ingredient unveiled at the last minute. Uh, one or more people at the table is the judge for the round. They are the ones who issue the challenge and choose the secret ingredient. And then they are also the ones who determine which chef wins each challenge. Uh, and then uh, everyone who is the judge uh, rotates around the table, so everyone gets a shot to do it. You're good at pitching, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. I practice. <laughs> How many times do you think you've uh, said something akin to that? Um... Ba, ba, ba. Never having tried to keep count, <laughs> I would say anywhere between 30 and 90 times. Oh my gosh. It's a range, but yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of times. I was going to guess because, 75 to 100. Yeah, because yeah. some, at some events you, uh, you'll say it more than once, so... Right. Uh, Sometimes I'll say it to myself when I'm trying to write it out because of all the things that, that we're also doing with the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, a lot. I guess I'll yeah. just round up to a lot. We'll get ready for convention season. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. yeah. Bring in my Purell. <laughs> so this uh, this comes about two years after I think the the Fisticuffs Kickstarter launched. A little little less than two years. It's yeah. been germinating for about a year, I think, right? Just about that. Uh, probably, I think we actually looked back at the dates recently of like when the first whatever happened. And I think it was uh, eight months ago. It was end September? of September? No. It was yeah. end of oh, June. You're right. Yep. Like we had at least one thing dated six dash. 27 or so. Right. So, like, six plus 
But nine four, months. Yeah, yeah, three, four, yeah. Nine to ten months, yeah. So this was uh, a little bit of a quicker process than fisticuffs. Do you find that? Because so basically, like you guys, we, the Nerdlogs all play has tested this, but you guys kind of focused in on the sculpting of the game yourselves for the most part. Do you find that that was like a more efficient process? I'm sure that it was in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> the the less decision you know people you have to put into a room to make a decision, just the more nimble it's going to be. Yeah, it just makes it hard when you have. You know, nine people working on one thing, but there's a lot of awesome benefit to having nine people work on one thing too. Definitely, and I think I think it's just some experience also from having made fisticuffs before. Totally, because like uh, Chris and I were kind of the project managers on that one. We I think that we did like uh, have more group decisions and like had meetings like specifically designed to like combing through the text and like does this line break look good? What do we all think? <laughs> right, um, and stuff like that, but. Uh, so I think I think our experience there, trying to focus and on on having us be the project managers of it, and also Kevin is just really good at setting deadlines <laughs> and making sure that like progress is consistently being made. I try, I try. You succeed. <laughs> so sometimes it's hard, like not to make this therapy, but to let people in, sort of to the process. You know, like you have to you, if you want to create something awesome. You, you can do it. And that's what I always love telling people when we go to conventions or anything like that. I'm like, how do you make it? I'm like, you can make this stuff too. <laughs> you just have to like set a goal and set dreams and give yourself guidelines and, and hit some marks. And eventually you have to say it's done. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a veil around it until you do it, right? Like I never yeah. thought I could make a game. And then when you get into it, you're like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Totally. Yeah. And I bet a lot of people feel that way about making comedy or podcasts, but we've been doing it for fucking ever. It doesn't even seem like a thing anymore. Right, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. remember when we first like went back and turned this, the thing we're on right now, into a podcast? Yeah. It seemed crazy yeah. at the time. <laughs> yeah, like, you in particular were oh, like, man. I don't think people are going to want their stories on the internet. I was worried, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because people... The, the room that we created, it was like therapy for a lot of people at the time. And so it was just like, it seemed like they came to the show to share stories. Anyway, we're getting off topic, but you can do it too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I feel like, I mean, to go back to the creation process though, because the Nerdlogs did play test the game a lot. So hopefully you kind of feel like you got the best of both worlds as far as like the group was involved, but just not to probably the micromanaging degree that we were in fisticuffs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so, and I think that's something that we wanted. I mean, because this is this game is released under the Nerdalogs banner, so like it would, uh, it only makes sense for the the group at large to be involved in in some manner. Like one in one of our recent meetings, we kind of reexamined the name because I was worried about it. So like, uh, luckily we got input from everybody, and I'm pretty happy with with what we came out with, which was uh, keep it and don't change it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I. I mean, I think of us and our creative ensemble of people as like a. I mean, we are a business in sorts, but not like a. You know, we're we're not like a Fortune 500 company or anything. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, you have projects and you have people that you really trust their input on, and you're able to like go in, get some notes, and get out. That's really it's really cool. And yeah. Then, well, yeah, I was thinking about how like we approach games in a way that we approach like other things that we've done. Where like you know the first time you do anything, everyone is watching it very intently to see 
how it goes and that it can be done. And now, you know, it's like I don't make your stories with input from everybody all the time. It's You just check back in, you know. It's the same kind yeah. of deal. It's Games have just become a thing that we do, and you guys are doing this one, and it's really cool. Like, I like the game a lot, so. That's um, great. Yeah. Uh, I do, too. Like, I just got to, even though we have been working on it for, like, nine, ten months, I just got to introduce the game this past weekend to some friends who live out in the suburbs. Um, so they were playing it for the first time, and they had a blast. And it's cool. it's still... That makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a fun game for me to play, which, the same way that we when we do comedy, like, if it's stuff that I find funny... If it's stuff that any of us find funny, we we hope and trust that other people find it funny as well. And luckily, the the game is fun, and I find it fun, so we trust and hope that other people will find it fun too. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice to be reminded with like actual firsthand experience, people going, "This is fun. Thank you for making this." <laughs> I can't think of a lot of games like it, which is really cool. Like it's it's very social. Uh, some advice that we got when we made Fisticuffs is like, you know. How do you make a game that feels like a Nerdalogs game? And yeah. I think this is pretty close to that experience. It's very collaborative, not too competitive, but enough competitive that you can like give your friends shit about what happens in it. It allows you to do some light ribbing mm-hmm. at the table. Yeah. Like there is a winner, but it really is all in good jest. Similar to yeah. like even like Cards Against Humanity, like you know yeah. the winner doesn't really matter, it, or whose line is it anyway? You know, yeah. <laughs> everything's uh, made up. Made up. Yep. Yeah, points uh, don't matter. Uh, exactly. Yeah, um, it, it's definitely a uh, game that's about the journey and not the destination. Mm-hmm. Which um, there's also a lot of elements of the I form art word. Uh, the I form. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh-oh. Cut this. <laughs> uh, no, this is a great bit. Oh, no. Keep rolling. Uh, the I-word art form that I don't want to say. Improvisation. Oh. Uh, oh, but there's, oh, like on whose line? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, this is, this is whose line anyway, the card game. <laughs> well, well, I think that's, you know, that's a... It, it's hard to, like, sell a storytelling game or call it a comedy game, but it really... It does those things, yeah. which is what excites us so much and what Joe and I can bring so much value and truth to in that process is like we've been improvisers and comedians for, I mean, 10 some odd years, 8 some odd years. So together, that's a long fucking time of like doing art and doing bits. Yeah. And it's like, how do we set people up? to be really comfortable to do those things, feel safe in an environment, and, like, really succeed at doing that stuff. And, like, I think we're doing that. And that's really cool. Yeah, I think the storytelling element really does come through in a really interesting way, which is cool. Because you are, like, you're creating a story with your pieces, with your cards, your yeah. dishes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what we were trying to do, and I think what we accomplished, is that a lot of the game exists between the cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cards give you kind of data points that you use, but then you you build the connection between them. You figure out how they all fit together uh, using your knowledge or imagination or vocabulary or any combination of those to present the dish that you have cooked and prepared and plated um so it's definitely creative and i think i think empowering to give people the reins to to draw all of that stuff by themselves 
It's open enough that so many different types of players could play the game. Um, where some some groups of people, you know, everybody has their own uh, group of friends and they'll play a game in a very specific way. And I think that this can do that. Like, if you want to be really technical about food and craft a really fun, like, dish and make something delicious, there's room for that in here. If you want to, if you're the goofy group and you want to go off the wall and, like, create fantastical stories about food and, like, where you came up with stuff, that's awesome, too. That's a good point. Like, we played it with Dwight, and he actually cooks a lot, and he made, like, this... Shit with, like, lemon reduction and, like, paprika and all this stuff I never would have thought of. And my favorite move is I made – I had a green pepper. <laughs> I, I showed Joe and Kevin a picture of – if you Google, like, green pepper screaming, it looks like a face in pain. And I think I called my dish Faces of Death. And I was really proud of that. I think you did. I think the challenge for that round was look at the calendar. It's Friday the 13th. So you were like, I'm going to make Faces of Death. No, I, I, I don't – maybe it was, but I – was. I I'm so proud of that move. So, guys, if you play the game and you can't turn your green pepper into a face, that's my move. That's trademarks, Eric Garneau move. Seriously. Because uh, I, I remember I made, like, a tomato uh, paste, a tomato sauce that I put into, like, a breaded pork chop. That way when you cut into it, it looked like it was bleeding Ooh. for the, the same uh, challenge. That's really good. Yeah. That also sounds like tasty. I wouldn't yeah. eat a raw green pepper, but it looked real scary. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't want to eat something that looks like it's going to bite you back. <laughs> That's true. There's like a there's like this secret hope uh, of ours that if we ever got to a point where it made sense, that we could take a bunch of these recipes and stories and like put them into some sort of zine or book for people to. Because, like, such rich stuff has come out of playing the game with people, and it just seems like so much fun. Yeah. But, Oh, that's knows. a great idea. Do you have a thing in the rule book like tweet at us your favorite concoctions or whatever? Probably not in the rule book, but we should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send yeah. us a picture if you make a dish. Yeah. Yeah. We were thinking about trying to do like either like a, a hashtag or a Tumblr or something that makes sense where people yeah. can contribute and share the their creations. Right. You know, we also could just host a live cooking show. Like, why don't we just do that? <laughs> That's what we're doing this summer, guys. All right. All right. Book it. All right. We have a, a kitchen somewhere. We can do this, right? Yes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I'll just be in different kitchens. Yeah. <laughs> Skype it. Yeah. 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 Well, I thought we could just go to your house, Joe. All right. Yeah. Everybody come on over. <laughs> yeah. What's your address? 4422. <laughs> Boogie Boogie Avenue? North Magnolia. <laughs> uh, that's a callback to the Nerdalogcast. <laughs> Hey, you guys remember that show? Yeah, no. <laughs> this show, I, I've said that show never got a proper series finale. Maybe this should be the series Maybe finale. Maybe it should be, yeah. Crossover. <laughs> Whatever happened to Bradley Richards? Jeez, I don't know, guys. <laughs> Do you think Bradley Richards would like Competition Kitchen? Oh, it's such a good game. Oh, oh man. Oh, no. So, I'm working on this new game. Oh, no. Uh, what it is, is uh, you guys know those TV shows on, like, like HGTV called, like, Flip or flop, or love it or leave it, or oh. like fixer upper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about the houses. Yeah. So, so I got a game. It's about houses. Uh-huh. Um. So you're you're the architect and the builder. Okay. Um. And you get uh different houses that uh need help. Uh. But what you don't realize uh is that in the base game uh it's it's just it's the same room for all the houses. Um. <laughs> And then you it's, it you gotta see who builds 
uh, the, uh, designs the best kitchen. So it's, it's uh, I'm calling it competition kitchen. <laughs> oh, so it's who builds the best designed kitchen. Yes. Ah. Have you trademarked that yet, Bradley? Not yet. I haven't looked into it, but it's probably fine. <laughs> nice uh, to see you again, Bradley. All right, well, goodbye. <laughs> there was a serious finale of the Nerd Walk. <laughs> uh, what you did see is Bradley Richards was just holding a snow globe <laughs> <laughs> with a microphone in it. <laughs> oh boy, deep Ooh, cuts, deep, deep cuts. cuts. We should bring that back one day. Yeah. That's <laughs> nah, probably fine. Uh, everyone, everyone listening to this, uh, after, once this is done, please uh, go download an episode of Nerdalogcast. Uh, start to listen to it, and then if you don't want to, uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the most non-committal plug. Yeah, I mean, it's for some people. <laughs> no, I, I think we had a lot of fun with that, especially yeah. all the different characters and stuff. So yeah, it's some good for people. Pe- really loved it. Yeah, it's good for people who like us as people. Yeah, or like really loose improv. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. If you like us as people, you're probably listening to this though. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So that's the buy-in's true. already there. So give it, give it a shot. What's it gonna hurt? What is it gonna hurt? Yeah, this is like Nerd Logcast, except that instead of comedy, uh, there's no comedy. <laughs> well, <laughs> But for real, since this is a storytelling podcast, like, I'd love to know, like, what inspired you guys to make this game? Like, do you have any kind of, like, cool cooking stories in your life? Or, I don't know, that's probably, like, a leading... Well, it is a leading question, obviously. <laughs> You're on trial here, by the way. <laughs> but, but, like, what... Yeah, what is the, the genesis of this idea for you? Uh, I, th- I think the genesis of the game came from me binge-watching Anthony Bourdain shows. Uh, no Reservations... Parts Unknown. There's a couple others. Yeah. And uh, I was just watching a lot of those. And I just, like, I'm an anthropologist from back in the day. And so I care about stories and I care about people. And there's something about watching someone uh, traverse the globe and talk so openly and passionately about food and trying out new things in a new ways. That was a real inspiration for me. I'm like, man, I wish... I wish I could do something like that. And I'm like, well, I don't know. And then just this dumb name popped into my head, Yes Chef. And we're not calling the game that anymore, but I brought it over to Joe. I was like, Joe, I have this idea for a game. He's like, oh, okay, okay. I'm like, here's what it's called. And I think you bought in. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once I heard the name, I was in. Yeah. Um, I grew up watching Iron Chef, uh, in particular, like the original Iron Chef with the chairman and Mm. uh, uh, Masahari Morimoto and, um, oh, I can't think of any other chef's names now. But it was, I just loved it, uh, watching them get all sweaty in Kitchen Stadium (laughs) and present like their three, four courses to the judges. Um, And I've always loved cooking. Like my mom cooks she loves cooking uh and i got that from her so like i i enjoy cooking i also enjoy cooking by the seat of my pants i think recipes are overrated uh i think that cooking there's a lot of art to cooking um tasting it seeing what it needs going from there stuff like that Uh, that's why i don't i don't bake because baking is a precise science with chemistry you need if you do an extra teaspoon of something it's going to explode but not in uh, cooking, you'll just make it bad. But there's a chance that you can bring it back to making it good. Um, mm. and, and having it a little different every time is so much fun. I don't know. Um, 
I just, yeah, like, like looking in the fridge and the cabinet, seeing what I have and seeing what I have to work with and kind of going from there, which is pretty much what this game is. Like, yeah. you get the different ingredients and then you figure out how to connect the dots from there. Um, yeah. And, and what excites me, too, about it is everybody eats and everybody has a favorite food from somewhere, something. So everybody has these rich stories about food. Um, and that's really something like early on in the while we were sort of playtesting this early on, we had a, a good friend of ours, Kevin Pang, who's the the food editor for the AV Club, come by and play. And he sort of said something that was like, ah, you know, there's such rich stories about food. Where is that in here? And that really made me take a step back and think about that a little bit too. And I I hope we're pulling that out of people with this. Yeah. Which I think we are. I think we're, we're giving the people, the people, every single person. Uh, <laughs> we, we give everybody a, a, a space to create. Uh, and I think one of the biggest challenges that we've had is trying to find the balance between being helpful mm-hmm. and constrictive. Uh, or vice versa, being like open-ended but uh, unhelpful. Mm-hmm. So finding, finding the space in between those to give people enough tools that they have something to do without giving them handwritten instructions of exactly what to do from there. Right. I imagine that would be a challenge in navigating this game because it is so open-ended, but uh, I feel like the kind of people this will attract will be creative enough uh, to that like you've hit the right balance for them. That's my feeling. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. It is a very open game, but it's it's because I'm sure you've heard this analogy a lot, and I think you even complained about it on Facebook, but, you know, like, when you think about games that are meant to be played with a narrative overlay, there's, like, Gloom as an obvious example, but you don't have to do it with Gloom. Like, I, the first time I ever played Gloom, I was teaching, like, a customer how to play it, and I thought it would be weird to, like, invent the stories in front of him because it was more, like, of a transactional thing, so mm-hmm. we were just playing, like, with the numbers and the symbols, which is fine, and you get the game out of it that way, but with yeah. Competition Kitchen, like, you need that narrative element yeah which is cool that's yeah the way the whole game lives there's no value on the cards it different ingredients aren't worth different points uh, and I, i'm saying this because these are all ideas that have gone through our heads at, yeah. at various points because we and that's the other another uh kind of spectrum you have to figure out where you fall on which is like analytical to creative and in some of the early versions of the game we were doing a little bit of both and i mm-hmm. think it it didn't let either one shine. Right. Um, so we just decided to to ditch all of like the mechanical analytical stuff right. and just lean in on the the, the creative area uh, to let people in. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you care about us as people, so I want to let people in. But like the moments that I've seen players struggle are when they don't believe in themselves and they don't think of themselves as creative people, and they kind of just say no, like "Oh, I'm bad at this," but then like there are moments that you see people really try and they they're quite good (laughs) so there's a lot of people who don't think of themselves as creative or um that they don't have that in them and it's like man i think we've always been good at encouraging people to share stories i mean that's what this show's all about so (laughs) yeah 
So I guess I mean the you, do you feel that like this game can even help people realize that they're creative in, in a similar way that like your stories does or other things that we've done in the past? I, I think so. It's a it's a secondary goal of mine, at least in the game, is for people to be inspired and maybe they do walk out learning something about themselves and inspired to like go and cook something cool in the kitchen. That's awesome. Uh, admittedly, every time we play, we get really hungry. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the optimal time to play this is, like, um, right before you go to make dinner, so it will, like, inspire you, but you can't be, like, starving, so, like, you need to have had, uh, like, full day's meals before as well. <laughs> yeah. Totally. You know, yeah. yeah, I'm picturing the ideal scenario as, like, we just ordered food, but it's going to take like 45 minutes to get here. Oh, yeah. Let's bust out competition kitchen. Right. But then so maybe we are salivating. <laughs> maybe you make the food that comes look worse. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Or but, then you're like, oh, we got pizza. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, all right, well, let's open the fridge. What can we do with the, uh, this vegetable, this protein, and this flavor? <laughs> Secret yeah. ingredient pizza. Do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, you know, the other great thing about this game, I'm just going to say it. Obviously, we've all thought about this. The licensing. Man, I can't wait for <laughs> Domino's Pizza branded competition kitchen. Uh, <laughs> Your ingredients are sausage, pepperoni. And, that's and, it. and robust inspired <laughs> tomato sauce. Yeah. Ooh, garlic par- parmesan crust. What can I do with this stuff? <laughs> Everything you make is a pizza. Yeah. Uh, we'll come up with the, the Domino's one first, but then uh, we'll do the Papa John's expansion, which admittedly does have better ingredients. <laughs> it's better pizza. It's Papa John's. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Papa John's expansion won't pay the players the right healthcare. For the <laughs> like, kind of leave mine dry. Uh, but we, but Peyton Manning will hand deliver them, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you're working at Papa John's and they don't give you healthcare, that's a travesty because you're eating a shitload of Papa John's <laughs> and you need it more so than other true. people. You know, so true. Um, have you ruined? Did you have you guys ever worked in food? Yeah, I, I always said I didn't want to. Unfortunately, I, I never had. Where did you work? Arby's. Oh my Ooh. god, how was it? The roast beef comes to the store in paste form. Yeah, ew, really? We that. cook yeah. it solid, uh huh, and then we slice it up. Yeah. Oh yeah, your it's face so is incredible. Gross. Right I mean, now. it comes in like a big ball. But, like, I'm trying to think, like, ex- the the exact texture. Like, you could, like, it comes in plastic. You could cut it, like, open it up. and But you could, like, sink your hands and do it and, like, pull out two handfuls. Like Silly Buddy? Like, yeah. If you press it on the Sunday comics, would it show if you were reading it? I, I think wow. it would eat the paper and then become smarter. <laughs> well, there's a lot of lunch meat kind of goes through that process sure. where they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like no. it, it, yeah, I don't want to ruin stuff for you. Like bologna, yeah. I'm sure, is yeah. exactly like I don't that. need bologna. That's fine. <laughs> it's nonsense. Don't, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you go to Arby's, curly fries are great. Jamocha shake is great. Turnovers are great. But, but even like a lot of turkey breasts from places. They're liquefied first? Maybe. Like yeah. lunch meat ham is yeah. probably the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And reconstituted. And you guys, maybe Katie's so onto something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so what, what I wanted to know is... How do you how okay answer me this how long did you work there uh a summer one summer one summer three months yeah how much arby's did you eat while you were there so much arby's do you ever want arby's now no okay <laughs> and when i ate it was never the roast beef <laughs> i made chicken sandwiches Ooh. yeah i bet was yeah. the chicken paste 
No. Oh, thank God. This is just fried. Okay, that's like fine. Like in the deep fryer. I like chicken. Do they come candies. in breasts? Yes. Mm-hmm. Some of those chicken breasts too, man. Yeah. They're fake. Like chicken nuggets are. Oh, chicken nuggets. So there's oh, four shapes of chicken nuggets. That I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chicken nuggets are like, but chicken tenders are real, right? Depends on where they're from. No, they're real. They have to be real. Some. I mean, it can only come from chickens who have tenders. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's most of them, are, right? Yeah. Unless they're mutant chickens born without the tender gene. And that's possible. I mean, <laughs> have been watching Legion. I know what's up. Cool. So, that show's really good, by the way. Uh, I worked at Kmart for like four and a half years on and off, and mm. I ate at a K-Cafe all the damn time because we got like cheap-ass meals. Oh, nice. And it was not good for me. Oh. K-Cafe was Little Caesar's Pizza, yes. a handful of like sandwiches they can make on a griddle. Like a, you could either get like a, a Philly cheese or a burger or a hot dog. Uh-huh. Or you could get like uh, popcorn and um, they had cinnamon rolls, like cinnamon rolls. Mm. Tell me they had ices too. They had ices, of Hell, course. Hell yeah, of course they had ices. Ooh. You had cherry or blue raspberry, exactly, baby. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know the score. <laughs> uh, uh, the cost of that food is probably so low that they're still making a ton of money just on yeah. the people that work there. <laughs> and it's I'm like sure it, that's it, built into their it, model. It's oh, more oh, grease than anything. Like thinking yeah. about those beef sandwiches I ate now, it makes me feel sick. Ugh, yeah. Just the phrase beef sandwich. <laughs> Beef You gotta sandwich. go to a, like a nice Jewish deli, dude. They got legit beef sandwiches. Yeah. Beef sandwich. You're not dissuading me. <laughs> You're kind of making me hungry. Yeah. You ever had an open face like 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 piece of bread, mashed potatoes, gravy, and beef? Yes. It's good. It's good. It's warm and comforting. And that's probably not gelatinous. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are there... There's a food commercial that <laughs> rings so loudly in my ears whenever I think of stuff like this. Surely these are out there for you, but I want to see if you guys have ever seen this one. Um, so there's a commercial. It's for Payday, the candy bar. Okay. And uh, it's very clearly like a dude who accidentally calls a sex line. It's such it's such a crazy commercial. Okay. It's only like thirty seconds long. So he calls he calls this line and there's a sexy like set of lips and like fingernails holding a phone and she's like, Hey, what's your name? And there's just like a doofy guy, like, uh, uh and he sees his payday <laughs> He sees his payday <laughs> rapper and he and he sees Carmel and he goes, Mel <laughs> And she goes, she goes, what are you thinking about, Mel? And he goes, peanuts, caramel. (laughs) And she goes, oh, Mel, you're making me so hungry. (laughs) That's the commercial. (laughs) Me and my friends used to crack up about that. Oh, it's so Oh, man. Uh, So if we're shifting focus to candy bar commercials, I need to to talk about Milky Way's new ad campaign right now. Okay. Which they they either have like a quick commercial or a long commercial. But Mm. on the quick one, uh, they show like three different people like doing things in their job but messing up. Like one of them was a person who was like doing the lines on the highway and you see that they didn't do them straight. They're all like curvy and like coming in and out another one you see like a tattoo artist like uh (laughs) tattooing a man's shoulder uh and it says no regerts uh and so like 
justifiably, people are upset in each of these situations. And the, the person who messed up is eating a Milky Way. And all three of their responses are, sorry, I was eating a Milky Way. <laughs> and then the commercial ends with text on screen and the, and the voiceover going, Milky Way. Sorry, I was eating a Milky Way. <laughs> You're apologizing for eating your product. <laughs> yes, that is, I think, the worst approach. Yeah. Do this thing. Uh, eat, our, eat our candy bar. Mm -hmm. It'll help you mess things up, and you'll have no excuse, but you were eating a fucking candy bar. <laughs> Fuck you, Milky Way. <laughs> and if you were ever going to support us, I'm sorry that I ruined it. M&M Mars, very big company. Bye, sorry. Thanks for our new sponsors. <laughs> Nestle. I, I don't blame... Milky Way or M&M Mars unless they walked into the ad agency saying we want our tagline ah. to be sorry I was shoving my face full of sugar <laughs> I, that, if they walked in with that then that's on them otherwise that's on the ad company <laughs> who anyway, are, anyway who are the ad wizards who came up with this one? <laughs> I mean my all time favorite candy bar is Butterfinger and I, I feel like maybe the Simpsons commercials like oh, ingrained it in my yeah. head that I should eat those yeah totally nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger don't so good. <laughs> so we're probably, <laughs> probably about ready to wrap here. Do you guys want to say anything else about Competition Kitchen? Or Competition Kish? As these only slightly shorter but cooler slang is. Way cooler. That's like the Tom Haverford version. Yeah. You want to play some uh, Competition Kish? Or Cop K? Oh, yeah. Copy, copy, kip, kip. <laughs> uh, I don't think so, man. I'm, I'm really just excited about uh, about people to play. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun game. Uh you have fun playing it. Get it so you can have fun with your friends and then have fun with them. I agree with that. It is very fun. You can find it on Kickstarter now. Just search Competition Kitchen or Nerdalogs. 25 bucks gets you the game. It's real pretty. And I think you guys will have a lot of fun. So uh, tweet at us and tell us that you heard this show and that's why you're buying the game. And I don't know. We'll say thanks. Yeah. And we'll be your friend forever. Unless you work at Milky Way. Then, Sorry. Then we hate you. Sorry, I was eating Milky Way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is like a Snickers commercial now. Like, you're, you're angry and you need a Snickers to yeah. calm down and get off of Milky Way's balls. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm being played by Steve Buscemi. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm what's up, Steve? Oh, Steve, do you know Bradley Richards? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> so much for a series finale. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.